0: Today, where we will be discussing about making Web3 easy, fun, and secure for everyone with Michael from Sequence. So very welcome to Michael and Sequence team here today. Thank you so much, everyone. I would like to start with a quick introduction about Michael and hand it over to him. So please, uh, Michael, you can introduce yourself, and we can start uh, with the talk show now. Cool. Uh, hey, everyone,
1: my name is Michael. I'm one of the co-founders and chief storyteller at Horizon, where we've built uh, both Sequence and Skyweaver.
0: And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be here with the list and everyone today. Perfect, perfect. So uh, we will be discussing uh, many things on... uh, uh, I'll give you... I'll give the quick brief uh, to uh, the participants or the attendees here that we will be talking about multiple topics on onboarding new to crypto, making seamless seamless UX transform Web3 to something fun, ensure high level of security for everyone. I think is, so, starting uh, with the very first question, Web uh, uh, Michael, Web3 is growing each and every day, but what do you think uh, could be improved to make this go super cyan mode? Uh, what are your thoughts on this and how would you like to take this question?
1: Yeah, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Web3 is growing and, um, and it has a long way to go still. And I think for it to go into super cyan mode and for us to achieve widespread and mainstream adoption. We need more great content in the space. I think there are actually three major pillars which are inhibiting adoption at the moment. So one is that the content is not breaking through to mainstream audiences. Uh, Most of it is tailored towards crypto natives. And, um, and then Beyond that, um, yeah, there's just missing content that really resonates with the average user. And in part, this ties into the second pillar, which is that the developer experience is very challenging. And what I mean by that is building Web3 applications, it's very hard, it's very slow, and it's very complex. And then Thirdly, even if you do find a way to build a great Web3 application, you are then met with this third pillar that's inhibiting adoption, and that's the wallet experience. Because the wallet is the gateway for users to access all of Web3, and right now, just the solutions, uh, you know, I I think up until Sequence have provided so much friction and have been cumbersome that they really uh, inhibit adoption um, for people to explore this next generation of the internet. So I think that in order to facilitate uh, mainstream adoption, we need to make better content. Uh, we need to create a developer platform. And that's what we've done uh, with Sequence in that, you know, Sequence is a comprehensive developer platform for uh, Ethereum and EVM compatible networks, such as Polygon and Finance, Avalanche, Optimism, Arbitrum, et cetera. And as part of that platform, we've also built the Sequence Smart Wallet. Um, and so these, these tools and products together allow the creation of great Web3 content. Uh, and an example of that is actually the video game that we've built, Skyweaver.
0: Perfect, perfect. But uh, uh, very interestingly, uh, this this came to my mind right now. So moving to the next question, I would like to ask you that how you basically figured this out? What is what what is what was the thought or what was the trigger point that gave you this idea to hold build a sequence uh, wallet or where it all started with? Not in detail, but uh, just a trigger point that can make people uh, curious to know about. That can uh, make the uh, talk show more interesting, and then uh, connecting the questions that are coming up uh, to make it more intense and detailed. Yeah.
1: So it was that we wanted to build applications that our friends could use, that anyone could use. You know, Personally, I've been in the crypto blockchain Web3 space since 2010, or at least crypto. And then I, I met Vitalik Buterin, the inventor of Ethereum in 2014, 18 months before Ethereum's launch. And I was always, since that time, thinking about how do we enable people to really enjoy the advantages and the potentials of Web3 technology? And so we wanted to create things that anyone could enjoy, and in order to do that,
0: we realized we needed to build the infrastructure and wallet to enable such great experience. So, so moving towards uh, the next question, uh, I guess that was suffice for the audience to understand that how uh, the idea of Sequence Wallet came into existence. So, moving to the next question is: What are the challenges in the existing onboarding process?
1: There are a number of them, um, you know, like. If you're a new user coming into Web3, and you just want to, let's say, play a game or connect to a new social DApp or an NFT marketplace, uh, the the account creation process is very cumbersome. And you know, like just as some examples, I'll throw out, like someone might be asking, why do I need to install a Chrome extension to use this app? And then you know, what is a seed phrase? And why is it only in English, you know, if, you, if you're from a non-English speaking uh, region? And then what do I do with these C phrases? Like, are they important? It's a lot to figure out just to create an account. Um, there's also gas, right? Like to perform any transaction, to really do anything on chain, you need to have a token in the first place to pay gas. And if you're brand new to the space, you're not going to have that gas. So then, you know, you're at, you're at, you might be asking the question, like, where do I get ETH? or, you know, Matic on Polygon or BNB on Binance or AVAX on Avalanche. And so you're asking, where do I get those tokens to pay for my transactions? And then, you know, you might figure okay, I need these things and then it's like, well, how do I buy crypto? Or how do I buy an NFT? Or my friend sent me an NFT, but I can't see it in my wallet. Or my transaction is stuck. Or I'm trying to transact, but I don't understand what's happening. So like they look at the, you know, the information that's rendered to them and it just doesn't make sense or you know another thing like someone might lose their computer or phone and then they're wondering well what happens to my assets they might also be asking you know on which network is the dap available and how do i switch networks or you know they're upset because like it's just too expensive to send a transaction and then they might also be asking like how do i bridge things from one network to another and um yeah so there there are a lot of you know, that, that's just kind of a list of like, I don't know, 10 or so off the top of my head. And uh, that creates a lot of friction for someone just trying to, you know, sign into a game as an example.
0: Okay, okay. That's perfect. That's perfect. So so do you feel that uh, the Sequence has basically, uh, if I talk about specifically Sequence, what all major challenges you have covered and key <laughs> upcoming things. I don't want you to answer the challenges that are upcoming or you're working on those, but do you feel do you have covered all of these challenges that you mentioned uh, through Sequence?
1: Yeah, we have. Um, we, we thought we've taken a very user first approach and we're really obsessive about it uh, in order to enable a seamless experience for users and to give developers the tools to be able to enable that seamless experience. So like, if you like, I can go through, you know, each and every one of those problems I just mentioned and, and explain how we solve them. Or, you know, you can let me know how, how you'd like to take the conversation.
0: Yes, yes. So I feel the same because I, when I recently used Sequence, I felt that it is something different that is required in the Web3 space. And it's very simple and easy for a newbie or a person to basically onboard into the crypto world or in the Web3 space. Uh, so with this, I'll move to the next question, uh, which is basically on How do you think uh, we can improve the UX of uh,
1: onboarding? Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, that's, that's really what we're addressing with Sequence. And I think one of the things is to have this embeddable smart contract wallet to enable secure and seamless user onboarding. So, you know, with Sequence, we call it the smartest Web3 wallet, and it can actually embed onto any screen, game, or dApp, which means users don't need to install anything to connect to an application. Um, And and the Sequence wallet, it's accessible by a browser or extension, and there will be mobile apps available as well. So it's very flexible and accessible um, for the user. And you can kind of think of the Sequence wallet operating like a PayPal or a Stripe. Uh, kind of in the background. It's not. It doesn't feel as this like necessarily separate thing that you need to install. And, um, and with that smart wallet, um, so smart wallet is short for smart contract wallet. And what this means is that, so most wallets out there, traditional wallets, uh, you know, they are externally owned accounts or EOAs for short. And this means that each wallet is controlled by a single private key. Now, if that private key is compromised, then the entire, all the assets in the wallet are compromised too. And they they could be gone. Um, So this is, you know, it's a, it's a single point of failure. um, And it's, you know, it can be difficult and even frightening for some people to manage. Whereas with a smart contract wallet like Sequence, it is actually controlled by multiple private keys. Um, so by default, uh, Sequence has three private keys, and this actually enables social and email login in a secure way. So this is really powerful because with social login, this means that in two clicks, a user can create a secure, non-custodial, multi-chain Web3 smart wallet just while they're onboarding to a dApp. So it's like nice and quick. Um, in addition to that, sequence actually allows for gasless transactions, which means users don't have to pay gas at all. Uh, And this is facilitated by something we've created, the sequence relayer, so it's a transaction relaying service, which means that developers, they can sponsor transactions so that users don't have to pay gas. And this is, of course, really powerful because it's just you know, a lot of folks new to the space, they won't have crypto to pay for gas in the first place. Um, Furthermore, in the wallet, there are fiat to crypto on-ramps just built in. So you can, you know, you can buy USDC or ETH or Matic or whatever with your debit or credit card directly from your wallet. Uh, We've actually recently just uh, announced something called Smart Ramps with our partner Wire. Um, And Smart Ramps are now being built into Sequence, which means a user can actually purchase an NFT directly using credit or debit. And this greatly reduces the friction and time to purchase, just making it more seamless. Um, furthermore, the sequence, we, we have an indexer, which means that every token in NFT is automatically indexed on any EVM chain, which for a user means that any NFT or token will automatically display in their wallet, complete with artwork and metadata. They don't have to do any manual adding or, or thinking about that um sequence also because of the transaction relaying service we've built it enables what we call easy transactions so users never need to worry about setting gas prices gas limits or having a stuck transaction this just doesn't happen so sequence guarantees that all transactions are mined and confirmed um yeah so those are you know like we have built-in bridges in the sequence wallet so you can move your nft or you can move your assets from uh you know Ethereum over to Polygon or Polygon over to Binance, and in the future we'll have Avalanche, Optimism, and Arbitrum. You know, there's built-in swaps, so you can trade between tokens just directly in your wallet. Um, And you can even batch transactions, so you can actually send multiple items, whether those are coins, um, collectibles, or NFTs. You can actually put them all into one transaction and send it at once, which of course saves you time. Uh, It saves you gas fees, and it actually reduces your carbon footprint. Um, and this is, you know, on, on the developer backend, we actually enable developers to batch larger amounts of transactions. So this is really helpful with enabling greater throughput, uh, saving time, money, and again, reducing carbon footprint. Uh, so yeah, those are, those are the few of the things that really, um, assist and enable this seamless,
0: uh, UX. Perfect. Perfect. I was about to ask this question that how, how, uh, sequence is, uh, serving the best, best UX, but you already mentioned. So how would you like to, uh, uh, rate that uh, at what level of UX are you working on and you're providing if you, if I say from one to five, how much you would rate yourself in terms of UX?
1: I would say we're the best in the industry and we will get better. So I'd say we're a, I'd say we're a four now because we're going to get even better and I, it's by no means have we achieved
0: everything we want to, uh, but we are the best in the industry. That's, that's really awesome to hear. So, so, so I, I have, I wanted to understand, so do you have a specific team who basically takes care of UX or understand, uh, how to basically drive a, 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 or improve the UX for the users there?
1: Yeah, for sure. We have, you know, we have an engineering team, we have a product team, and our product team is just obsessing over how to enable usability. And we've taken, you know, with like our smart contract, um, architecture, We've taken this very infrastructure-led approach um, to enable usability, and um, so yeah, our team is always thinking about this, and, and we've really we've really redu- like gone back to first principles um, to, to to really understand what is required to actually enable a great user experience. Because you'll notice that like kind of in the EOA, the externally owned account realm, there they're, it's quite limited in what's capable. So there's a lot of just kind of like. Small tweaks that different wallet providers can make, but by being fundamentally different, we can actually enable uh, an entirely new experience.
0: So, uh, so as we talked about uh, the onboarding challenges and uh, talking about uh, UX, I would like to move to a very interesting question that that is very much closely related to Sequence. Uh, in what ways uh, you are ensuring the security of users at Sequence?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mentioned it a bit earlier but because uh, Sequence is a smart contract wallet, there are multiple private keys that control the your, your account. And by default, there are three keys. So one is a called a guard key, another is called a session key, and another is called a device key. And what this means is that in order to perform any transaction or, um, or just you know, log into your account, you need two out of three keys in order to perform anything. And um, and sorry, I think I might've misspoke. I meant to say the three keys, one is called the session key, another is called the guard key, and another is called the Taurus key. And so I'll explain how each of these work. So a session key, it's actually associated with your device and it's stored in the browser's index DB. Um, so this is one key. And then there is what's called the Taurus key, which is generated by something called the Taurus network. And it's associated with a user's email or social login credentials, such as, you know, Google or Facebook or Apple. And then there's a third key, a guard key, which is actually stored and encrypted on a server that is controlled by Horizon. And so in order to perform any transaction, you need to have two out of these three keys uh, present. And Um, So this allows for things like account recovery and key rotation. Um, So let's say you've lost uh, your mobile phone in uh, a taxi cab. So you could actually go onto your laptop, combine it with the guard key, then go and kick off your mobile phone so that it no longer has access um, to your wallet. Because, you know, you don't want some malicious actor to get a hold of your phone. and, and so you can actually by combining two keys you can regenerate all three keys uh, again so this essentially just it provides the user with a greater amount of security peace of mind and at the same time it enables you know social login like I mentioned earlier so it enables uh, nicer usability as well and then of course you know to when we're talking about security we've done multiple uh, audits on our smart contracts using some of the best in the industry like consensus diligence and quant Stamp. Uh, and, and some other independents as well. And, you know, when we make changes, we're always auditing uh, as well to ensure um, our our users' security. And uh, another just quick point I'd like to make is that, you know, the the two out of three key system, or sorry, the three key system is the default setting, but in future we could actually enable it so that users could customize the number of keys they have. So, and, and totally change the key orientation so they could have, you know, they could require five out of seven keys in order to perform any transaction or sign
0: in. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, 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 uh, you know, like I, on behalf of everyone, I would like to understand. So, how quickly uh, you go with the security checks or do uh, the things to understand that nobody could uh, jump into these wallets or how, uh, how frequently you do the audits or what's the cycle to take care of the security perspective?
1: Yeah. It's just, it happens on a periodic basis when we're making significant changes and then we'll enlist one of the services or companies, like I mentioned to do audits and we have ongoing relationships with them. um, Just yeah, to make sure everything's secure. So it's an ongoing process and, you know, security uh, is kind of, you can be more confident over a longer period of time, right? Like when something's been alive for a while, um, and the more assets that are stored in something, well, it's, it's a greater attack factor. So the lo- sort of the longer time that it stands, then, you know, the more confidence you can have in its security. And then, yeah, just doing secure uh, smart contract audits along the
0: way. That's awesome. That's awesome. So before moving to the next question, you know, I would like to basically open it up to you. So anything that I have missed out on the security part and that you would like to uh basically share with the participants here that they wanted to that they should know uh, on behalf of sequence or something special or something unique or usb that you want to share with the participants here on on the security part part of the sequence um
1: on the security part i, w- I would just say it's it's really nice to have a wallet that is so user friendly and at the same time uh combined with such strong security and you know security as much as any product can guarantee it to you, you should still always be mindful of, you know, securing your own devices, right? Like, you you know, ideally you don't like using pin codes on your phone, for example, so that if you do lose your phone, you know, someone can't just open it up and then like log into your wallet because you've left it logged in, right? Um, So if you have that pin code on your phone, just like always, you know, never, never rely entirely on any single you know product to guarantee your security like do take best practices um to yeah just give yourself the security right it's like i don't know it's kind of like you're not going to leave your house unlocked if you're leaving it for a week right just like practice sensible security generally
0: perfect i guess uh, yinka from our team is very curious to ask a question yinka you can unmute yourself and ask
2: all right awesome um great session guys thank you so much michael for you know giving us a quick rundown of sequence and everything being built um i do have a question perhaps i must have missed it if i didn't spend um, enough time on the website but my question will be um is there um you know work being done for a mobile app release perhaps um, i do think um having a wallet that is user friendly sort of would make sense to have a mobile version that you know everyone else uses so did, if i missed that then my apologies but um I'd like to know if there's a mobile app in the works.
1: Yeah, Yinka, nice, nice to meet you. And yes, there are uh, iOS and Android apps in the works. And um, and in the interim, you can actually just go to sequence.app from your phone's browser and access the wallet that way. So it is already mobile compatible. Um, but yeah, I hear you, like, we definitely understand that, you know, some some folks just like that kind of uh, iOS or Android app experience.
0: And so we're working on those. Awesome.
2: Sounds, that sounds great. Great job, guys!
0: Thank you, Yinka. Thank you so much. Uh, moving towards the next question, I wanted to understand. Uh, would you like to share something that, about the sequence? That uh, what was the initial at the initial stage of launching of sequence? Uh, what was the user base and how you were working and where you stand today? How much you have evolved and how much changes you have brought into the product or service for the users?
1: Yeah, sure. So. Um I was, I was gonna look up exactly how many users we had. I, as of a couple of days ago, we had 360,000 users uh, for Sequence and we just opened it up on February 8th um, for general availability. So we've had um, great uptick. In fact, it might actually be the fastest um, uptick of any wallet ever uh, at the initial stage. Uh, so yeah, 366,000 as of today and um, We are, yeah, so we're working with a lot of different projects. We have a a pipeline of integration that is, um, I don't even know how many projects long, Um, you know, maybe kind of towards 100 um, in different processes of integration. Like some are, you know, they've already integrated, others are in the process and others are ongoing conversations. And even some, you know, we're talking with some of the biggest uh, Web2 gaming companies in the world that are looking to enter Web3 about their Web3 plans. And so some of those, you know, will probably take a year or two before they actually sort of release a game or or start building in Web3 using our infrastructure. Um, But that is really how we see our path to adoption. It's uh, integrating with dApps, whether they're new to Web3 or whether they're crypto native and they've already built a marketplace or a Web3 game or a, a decentralized exchange or a DeFi protocol um, or what have you. But really, you know, giving the developers the tools they need to provide their users a seamless experience. And by integrating Sequence uh, as the wallet, developers can deliver that to their end users in in addition to using our our developer tools. Um, So, yeah, we're really excited, like, uh, to see, like, we want to onboard hundreds of millions and eventually billions of people to Web3 and really be the, the go-to wallet for anything what we call consumer crypto so you know like playing games and trading nfts and being on marketplaces and doing social stuff like we want to be that gateway um to web three for folks that they really
0: enjoy using that's awesome like it's 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 a big transition and uh, like basically it uh, like a huge difference and i guess there are multiple reasons that you have uh, that has brought this change uh, and multiple kind of uh, USPs that sequence holds, that has brought uh, it to a huge uh, growth and success. So uh, moving towards the next question, uh, very interestingly, uh, where do you see this uh, space in the next five years? What are your comments uh, and what are your thoughts on this? Like a future perspective kind of thing, or basically, uh, in, in generic, what do you feel about the industry and where it will be in the next five years?
1: Mm-hmm. I believe we're going to see tremendous growth in Web3 and we're going to see a tremendous leveling up in terms of quality and robustness um, and integrity as well. I, I think that in the next five years, we will see somewhere between one and 2 billion people using Web3. Um, and then I think I think within 10 years, we'll see 5 billion. Every, I think every internet connected individual within the next 10 years will be a Web3 participant. Um, and yeah, exactly how that trajectory will unfold, we'll see, but uh, that's kind of my loose prediction. And then I think, you know, in terms of the applications and in terms of human behavior and all the exploration and discovery, I think it's going to be an absolutely incredible journey. Um, And, you know, thus far, I don't think we've yet seen a lot of great content. Um, I think we've seen, there has been a fair number of scams, you know, and like kind of cash grabby poor projects that lack integrity. Um, But I think that'll shift and we'll start seeing a lot more high quality content. And this will be enabled by great tools to enable developers. Um, and then, you know, like, it, we're talking about Metaverse and the and Web3 and how all of these things intersect with, like, AR and VR and XR. And it's going to be an entirely new dimension of reality that people get to explore. They can, you know, connect in all these different virtual worlds. And I think, you know, you can explore different aspects of your identity as well. I think we'll start seeing a lot of... Um, kind of i don't know like some people i think this already happens but some people might actually find more meaning in their virtual lives than in their physical world lives um or they might see an integration where you know their virtual world life carries more heavily into their digital world life um but i do believe it is going to be this blend or some combination of physical and digital um, that I do think will afford us like tons of new creative possibilities for all sorts of people, you know, like Web3 being permissionless and open, uh, and these, the interesting incentives that enable these more symbiotic economies where both users and creators share in the value generated by the networks they participate in, whether it's entertainment value or economic value. it's really exciting because I think it's empowering for a much larger group of people, a much, much larger number of people. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited to see what the future holds because I think it will look radically different from, uh, what it looks
0: like today. Perfect. Perfect. So, so do you, do you feel that, uh, five years down the line, uh, would be suffice uh, for this uh, space to evolve or it will take uh, much more years or some more time to evolve at the level to reach uh, yeah it demands you know? um, So sorry
2: I just think before Michael answers that question I have sort of like you know a question that um, you know intersects into that and um, you know the response can just come up as well um, you know also just a comment would be I really liked how you talked about the um, intersection between virtual lives and um, real physical experience. Um, I, for one, have a very different, um, you could say, duality in, 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 in the life I live, if you will. Um, the virtual digital world is vastly different than uh, the physical expression. But, you know, that's, that's what it is. I think that's what the metaverse is, if you will. And, um, and we'll be seeing a lot of that as time progresses. Um, however, I guess my question, you know, I'd like to know what your thoughts are on this will be um here at adapt for example you know one of our goals is to onboard the next one billion users into web 3. and um i suppose based off of the question that was asked earlier is who do you think are or could be the most important players in making this happen as it pertains to um contributors um developers designers product managers community developers developer advocates and you know every single one of these individuals working and building in this space um who do you think uh, i I do think there is um a decent amount of responsibility for everyone but um who do you see leading this movement if you will
1: that's a that's a really awesome question um like you say man there's there are a lot of participants to enable this uh, a lot of contributors i do think it I do think content creators will play a massive role. And, and when I say content, like, I mean, application builders, in addition to people creating media and art, um, because these experiences are what attract the general public who maybe they're not builders in this domain. Anyway, it's what attracts them to try something in the first place. So, I think if we can create content that is made with love and of high integrity, then we can foster, um, let's say, a vibration or like a sense of being that is really fortuitous and uh, really wonderful. So, I I think there is a lot of responsibility uh, and opportunity for content creators of all sorts. Sure,
2: I do. I do agree to that as well. Um, You know, because, well, there wouldn't be that much of um, an experience to experience if content isn't being created, if there aren't that many things for new users to resonate with. And um, so yes, I think I, I vibe with that a lot. Yeah. And then I think too, like the community plays a big role as well, right? And I mean, you're
1: not going to garner a, a really strong community if you're not operating with integrity. Um, I mean, that hopefully that's true anyway. Um, and, and the community then, you know, has a big, of course, influence on the direction of a project because, you know, projects are built for communities. It's not, you know, people don't just create products for themselves. I mean, sometimes they do. But if you want to build something that like really resonates, then you have to build it for the community. So the community does play a big role as well. Like once something's kind of been initiated into what, what trajectory it then goes
2: on afterwards. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. 100%, it's actually quite um, you know, beautiful experience as opposed to what we have in Web 2, where as a user, you're simply um, a spectator. or you have, you, you're left is whatever the manufacturers, um, you know, the producers or the developers hand over to you. But in Web 3, you sort of have a say, you can actually contribute to um, what this protocol does, you know, to what stance is being taken on. And, and it just goes to show how much power you know we have, and how we can shape the future with this really amazing opportunity that we have before us.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. That's why Web three is so special, right? Is because we're all we're all active participants of the experience. Um, yeah, it, it honestly like it reminds me of Burning Man for anyone that's been. Like, I it's one of my favorite places in the world, and it's it's a festival. But no one's an attendee, per se. Everyone's a participant. Like it's up to everyone to create the experience. And I think that's like that same ethos is prevalent throughout Web3. It's um, yeah, it's decentralized, right? Like it's there's contributors coming from all over the place, uh, which makes it really special yeah totally um over to you
2: host (laughs) sorry for just like buttoning but yeah obviously no no that's completely okay
0: perfect uh so i guess it's time to move to the last question for the talk show and it's very interesting to ask that uh, how critical is sequence role in the growth of this space
1: Sequence's role in the growth so yeah i think it's um i think it'll play a very impactful one in that you know, we're, we're giving developers the tools to enable the creation of user-friendly Web3 applications. And we're also giving them the wallet to onboard the users. And then we're also giving the users this beautiful, secure, accessible, fun portal into the next generation of the internet. So yeah, I, I do believe Sequence is gonna have a massive impact um, and a massive facilitating
0: impact um, for Web3. Okay, okay. So, so, like any last thoughts on something you would like to uh, mention on behalf of Sequence that you are working on or you're looking forward uh, in the upcoming type, times that you want to disclose to the audience or want to share with them so that uh, they can uh, be prepared uh, for some surprises um, from would, Sequence? Yeah, I would just
1: say there's a whole bunch of integrations happening
0: right now. So,
1: um... Yeah, like, uh, there are a couple I want to say, but I'm just, I'm not sure if I can I can talk about them yet. I would need to sync with the projects that are integrating because I don't want to, you know, spoil their, their announcements and stuff. But there are um, some really cool, uh, like, big tech companies, big media properties, uh, big video game companies um, integrating Sequence uh, to facilitate their Web3 experiences in addition to, like, some amazing uh web3 native projects like nifty island which is a really cool free to play or free land metaverse and I, I really resonate with their philosophy over there um and yeah so i think yeah you're just going to start seeing sequence
0: uh, all over web3 pretty soon that's awesome man we would like to uh, wish you all the luck and the best uh for the upcoming integrations and uh, upcoming aligned actions or uh, things that sequence uh, is working on So...